0: Hey guys, it's Riley, the host, your host of the Woke Beauty Podcast. Usually I interview incredible female visionaries about things like identity, Personal growth, passion, resilience. But today, I actually wanted to talk to you alone. Just me and my microphone. Sorry, my mom's a big grammar person, so if she's listening, my microphone and me. Um, about something I've been dealing with lately. Burnout. It's actually hard for me to even say that term in relativity to myself. I was raised, um, you know, as an athlete. Well, you might not know that. (laughs) I was taught that, um, you know, in order to get somewhere in life, you had to work really, really, really hard. And in fact, that while you were sleeping, other people were working. So when you were working, you had to do double the work and for the past six months, on top of the obvious things that we're all dealing with collectively, I have worked maybe harder than I've ever worked in my life, which is saying a lot. And it's culminated into me feeling depleted, um, fatigued, annoyed, <laughs> and surprisingly... um kind of lackluster I hate to say that I I have compassion fatigue though I've been told that that could be an element because I I just can't imagine not having enough compassion for the world but a lot of the things that I've carried and continue to carry aren't mine and um, well I think after a while that can build up things like resentment and irritability um And prolonged stress, you know, like I think I was stressed a while ago, but I just didn't address it, you know? And so now I'm being called to address it, right? I actually Googled the definition of burnout and I found this incredible line that says, to be burnt out is to be completely consumed and thus no longer a flame. That really hit me. And it made me think of actually Leonardo da Vinci's quote, which said, art um, art is never finished, only abandoned. And I think I have to remind myself that, that, that you're not necessarily ever done. You just have to let it go. Just take a break. So today I wanted to talk about how it's felt to be burnt out, and um, I wanted to talk about the things I'm doing and the ways I'm thinking that are helping me to get over it. Someone told me once um, that I am a sports car, not a pickup truck, and I can't carry everyone with me to move forward. I thought that was really deep. (laughs) Um, And so I think, you know, on that note, I'm being really intentional about how much I spend, how much time I spend truly alone. I mean, I'm, I'm technically alone a lot of the day, mostly working from home, but I'm not alone because I'm taking care of people um, virtually, or I'm taking care of my dogs, um, or I'm thinking about people, or writing to people, or doing for people. And so um, that's come up a lot, just kind of how I suppress the introvert that lives in me, and that actually I think is kind of a dominant role, and who just oftentimes doesn't get acknowledged. Um, Yeah, like, how can I set aside time truly, um, just to take care of myself? And what does that look like? So I think it, it starts with acknowledgement. You know, I've I have definitely labeled burnout as a form of weakness and something that only you can do to yourself. (laughs) I think energetically that's just not necessarily true. Life can be tough, you know? Um, But I've been thinking a lot about this class I took about cognitive behavioral therapy. I've I've just always been kind of obsessed with anything that ends in ology. (laughs) And um, particularly the, the human brain. And I remember learning that stress hormones are actually needed. We need them in order to build resilience. But we also need to do the work to maintain that high level of resilience in order to combat stress when it rises. And maybe combat is the wrong word, right? The whole point of this class in particular, was that you don't really want to get rid of the stress. You just want to learn to manage it. The class said um, something like, uh, to experience the entire universe at once is transcendence, which is one of my favorite words it said that it's a, it's essentially a non-dual state. It's like you're you're living in harmony, like you're unified with what life brings your way. You know, you you can even say I am a part of everything. And that means even the stress or the burnout in this case, I'm a part of it and it's a part of me. Whereas if you take on the stress, make it yours, weave it throughout your identity, then it's me it's it it's them and we're just all at odds we can't work this out together that really resonated for me looking at the big picture looking at this burnout as a part of my life and a part of my existence not that it has to hang out here forever but that I can actually work with it instead of against it I'm also really monitoring what I'm allowing into my being. And if I step outside myself and hear myself say that, I think it actually sounds kind of entitled. But, I mean, the news is insane, and my phone can hear me talking and knows what to put on my Instagram feed. And people are going to be people and it's a lot to consume. It's a lot to take in and it, it is exhausting. It is absolutely exhausting. And you know, it happened last week just grieving and you know, more black bodies dying in the street. Um and Chadwick Boseman dying. I mean our our immortal black king, right? Um the symbolism in that was just crazy and so saddening and there are other things in the world still that are beautiful and hopeful and meaningful and so while it's important to acknowledge and grieve and cry it's also important to take a step back and pivot and remember recall embrace experience the joy that Is in the world still, despite living in a pandemic. So, I think for me in particular, what I see and what I hear is especially important. And so, I'm really drawing lines around how much I interact with my phone and how I interact with it. I think it's so easy for us to say that, oh, Instagram is such a horrible platform, or, you know, the people on Facebook, but it's like, you chose to open that app, you know, that was your, your decision, and you choose to follow those people, you choose to say those words, you know, all right, I'll get off my soapbox, (laughs) um, I think also, something I've been thinking about, which, which I really acknowledged just a couple years ago, when I was dealing with other difficult things, um, you have the most control in the morning and at night because when you wake up you have just come out of a state that was not conscious and so you're it's a clean slate you know like nothing has happened in the day yet you just woke up only if you go search what might have happened or what might happen will it happen or will it have happened in your in your head you know what i mean but but otherwise, it's just, it's just a clean slate. If I just wake up in the morning, I get to do whatever I want to do. It reminds me of tennis, and this might feel so random, but, you know, I played tennis for 15 years at a pretty high level. And the most crucial, coveted, sacred stroke in the game of tennis is the serve because it's the one stroke that you have full control over. Because you are holding the ball. I think, I, and I'm realizing this as I say this now, I think the morning and the night is, is like, it's like the surf. <laughs> if you hold it in the palm of your hand. I mean, obviously there are like world catastrophes that could happen, but that's just, I'm not even gonna go, I'm not gonna go there. Um, but yeah, I think when it comes to burnout, like you have to find that space in your day that you can manage without any interruption. And in the morning, when you first wake up, until you decide the day is not yours, the day is yours. And at night, before you go to bed, when it's dark outside and everyone's doing their own thing, the day is yours. And so, you know, I recently found it difficult to journal because I write in part for a living and so you know if I already have writing deadlines and if I already have to create content and if I already have to um you know put words out constantly then why do I want to journal that just feels like a chore but in the morning if I have a tea or a coffee and I can sit on the deck with the dogs and listen to the birds you know it becomes more of a ceremony it's like here are some pages that are just going to hold my thoughts for me And, you know, Julia Cameron might say, you know, morning pages, just let your brain spill onto the pages, which I think is beautiful and powerful and definitely has a place. And for me, sometimes I want more stimulation. And so I think there's also something to be said for leaning on writers you love, um, reading a poem, you know, searching for a prompt on Instagram. Never mind. Don't look at Instagram. (laughs) screenshot the prompts, save them in a folder that doesn't require you to go to Instagram. Um, but yeah, like look at inspiration around you and write off of that. And sometimes that can tease out um, things that are are living under the hood in your brain, you know? Mornings and nights. If you listen to Shantavia's episode, the one before, you'll hear how she talks about how skincare is a regimen that doesn't have to do with product. And then there's a skincare product regimen. But I say that to say, like, wash your face. Come on, Riley, wash your face. (laughs) Um, I mean, just like the most basic, seemingly basic, right? Tasks can be so soothing. And so I think really carving out that time, and it doesn't have to be five hours. It can be 20 to 30 minutes. But just having really sacred, intentional time with yourself and for yourself can set the tone for how you live in your day and how you sleep at night. I think it's just about making things basic and easy and making breaks small and accessible. I can easily get stuck at my computer for 10 hours and just edit and respond to emails and just not leave. I can get lost in the world of work through a screen and then find myself annoyed, hungry, <laughs> burn out, right? And so what I found to be helpful is actually setting alarms on my phone, literally scheduling in my Google Calendar breaks in the schedule that are like, go walk Willow, who's my dog, or go sit um on your futon and do nothing (laughs) um you know go drink a glass of water i mean it sounds ridiculous but the world is overwhelming and so setting yourself up to be reminded is really helpful one of my favorite planners is the full focus planner it's super i hate to call it simple because i feel like that minimizes it but for me, simplicity right now is gold. And the full focus planner breaks it down in a way that is clarifying. And what I love about it most of all is that it gives you the opportunity to list your daily big three. And these are the tasks of your day that are most important. And these are the ones that as long as you get them done, you're good to go. Anything beyond them You're like a superhero. (laughs) And so for a goal-oriented person, that's super reassuring. And it also just helps me to like organize my day and to prioritize. Something that for me that I've recognized as a part of this phase of my life is that it feels like everything is a priority. And so where do I begin, you know? But if you can have um, a tool like this that can encourage you to really, really think about what's important and why... um, gosh, it just makes things a lot easier. Okay, the last thing is a little more holistic and wellness focused. Looking at food as medicine, and recognizing that it's actually like a facet of our minds. It literally like feeds our brains, you know. And to that end, thinking about mindful eating, which would be taking your food, sitting at a table with, with good, strong posture, loving your food, chewing your food with no distraction, no phone, no TV, no nothing. Um, and then washing your dishes with intention and like wash, watching the water, like, like spill over a plate. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like a lot, but it's, it's, if you really think about it, if you're really in those moments, you can find therapy I'm a big fan of talk therapy, but I think we often overlook the fact that therapy can be woven throughout our day, you know? Even if you go on a walk on a trail, take your headphones out and like listen to your foot hit the ground. It's like kind of a beautiful, like crunchy sound, you know? And so that sort of active mindful eating, I think of that and, and how really that can be such a soothing experience. From beginning to end, end, the grocery shopping and then preparing the food and cooking the food and eating the food and cleaning. It's it's really a lovely ritual that you can create for yourself. And I think it's a great model for every other facet of your life. Just like instead of going through the motions, really focusing on every act and enjoying and reveling in it. I think... In that way, as I wrap this up, it's so important to just like pay attention and to be aware, you know? And it makes me think of, of my self portrait series at the onset of, the, of quarantine Slow, Steady, Still. That was the name of it. And I know it was in, in part me just so desperately wanting to embody those things. Can I be slow? Can I be steady? Can I be still? Can I, can I, chill out. (laughs) Um, I think for me, it it might be like a lifelong struggle. I don't think it's necessarily my inclination. You know, I, I like stimulus. I like to create it. I like to embody it. But when it comes to being a happy, pleasant person, it's so important to have a cadence that's manageable. You know, I've i i I've always lived by work hard, play hard. And I think it has its time and place. But I think for the long haul, you know, for the slow burn, the best kind, slow, steady, still is the way to go. And I think what pulls me out of this go, 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 go more than anything is actually getting outside into the real world, meaning leaning against a tree, watching a butterfly float by, looking up at the sky, and reminding myself that I am a very, very, very small person with very, very, very small problems, no matter how big they feel. And that is the case for all of us despite relativity, despite drastic measures, there are many people on Earth, and Earth is a big place in an even bigger universe. And so it's really not necessary for me to take myself so seriously. (laughs) It's really not that big of a deal, you know? Nothing really matters. And... I think to that end, the most important aspect of all of this is having awareness and paying respect to the life you've lived, but also the life that's essentially been cultivated for you by the incredible beauty that our world is. And I could go on and on about that, (laughs) but I've really said all I had to say. Besides the fact that I appreciate you so much for listening to this episode and every other, I would like to remind you, I think I've said this once before, that this podcast was a dream for a couple of years, and so I feel very lucky and proud that I'm sitting here right now as it drizzles outside, speaking into a microphone that's plugged into a laptop and somehow reaching your ears. And yeah, it's just amazing the intimacy that we can continue to cultivate even as we're more distanced than ever. So thanks for joining in it with me. If you liked this episode, if you like this podcast please subscribe review rate all of it means a lot gives visibility to the guests that come on here who truly deserve it I have been just amazed by the people that I've talked to in the past six months um incredible people and yeah we'll see you next time Take care of yourself, nourish yourself, don't take yourself so seriously, and uh, have a beautiful day, even if it's not that beautiful.